Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Ah. Uh, oh, Dan. I'm always down in the count, buddy. You'd Woof. complain, but who would listen? I always think I'm going to get in front of this. And then life, Ugh. it keeps throwing obstacles at me. I have flies. Ooh. Yeah, my coffee's still dripping. And this morning, you know, you don't, you, you know, let's be honest. You're aware of the suffering of others, but then it eventually really hits you. Mm-hmm. And now it's my problem. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be, there's a CO2 shortage. You know about this? Like in the atmosphere or? Well, technically, I mean, everything's atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, kind, kind, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I heard this on the NPR this morning. Uh, cause, yeah, yeah, here's one on Marketplace. Uh, craft brewers cut down carbon dioxide pollution during... No, that's not the one. God damn it. Um, co- co- coronavirus, that's April. CO2 shortage. What I'm trying to tell you is, you know, you know I live for this bubbly stuff. What is... Which one is that? Well, that's the Canada Dry Original Sparkling Seltzer Water 12 Fluid Ounces. Oh. Zero calories. Yeah, so what am I going to do? I'm going to get all freaking Monsters, Inc. and start capturing my exhales into a can? So what wait, am I going to do? Where is that? I mean, the shortage is carbon dioxide. I thought that was the problem, Dan, is that we got rid of the hairspray. And now That's we the fixed ozone the whole, thing. Yeah, yeah we, we fixed, fixed the all of that. Yeah. I fixed that, that, that whole thing. Um, Nice pun but, there. Yeah. Fix that whole oh, thing. I was, that was on... Purpose. So good. Um, so I'm good. Really so good with word things. <laughs> um, and so that's where I am now. I have a fly trap that is very stinky. I have three fly tapes up in here. I don't know what is happening. I don't know if this is because of fixing the holes where the rain got in. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's from, but these <laughs> generations of flies. I don't, I don't know shorter. if that was Paul or John either. I just... Where it's do you one go? of those. Yeah, that's something my mind from wandering where it will go. That's <laughs> ah, an overrated album. But the problem is, I don't know what's happening. I don't keep foods in here. I have coffee, which is, I think, done dripping. All I know is that there's a lot of flies, and I'm down in the count. Everything I do, I do it for you. But, you know, here I am, and now I'm sitting here with my CO2 in my hand. How are you? Oh, I have so many questions about Austin this week, Dan. Oh, yeah? I got a lot going on here. I got a lot written down. Um, let me go, go to my uh, document. Um, oh yeah. So if you want to talk about it later, it seems like there's a lot going on in Austin right now. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it to you how much and which things you want to talk about, but it's my understanding. Uh, uh, there's good, (laughs) there's good news and bad news. The good news is you're not going to get a uh, ticket, uh, if you're a marijuana person. Yeah, that's the, that's the news. So I'll, <clears throat> and then the other is the Corona stuff. So which, which oh, see, you want that's, first? That, that was going to be the bad news. Yeah, that's the bad news. It's not going great, Dan. Mm-mm. What's your it's county not. called? If I could ask, if it's that too personal to ask what the name Travis, is? Travis County. Travis County. Oh, I used yeah. to love that show. That was on Fox, I think, in the <laughs> late 90s. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was called, it was called Travis Travis County PI. Yeah, I think it came on right after Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And before eight is enough. Mm, oh, great. Fill our lives with love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so talk about anything you want. I got a few other things, too. Well, the weed it. situation in, in Austin has been interesting because <clears throat> I've been here for 
I say 10 years. It's been more than nine years. So I round up. Because if I said Wait, round say, up. Say, say that again. Say that again. I've been living in Austin. I would say 10 years. It hasn't quite been 10 years. It's been more than nine years that I've been here. Mm-hmm. So I say 10. Wow, it's I been ran. that long. Yeah. Yep. I remember when you first had your banging hand in your home inspection. <laughs> I know. Wow, it's been that long. Yes. And have they um, been pretty cool about it that whole time? Or well, it's, not like, it's not like not like San Francisco levels of wackadoo. But. I, remember, I remember that one of the first trips that I made to San Francisco... I was walking in that, can I call it, is it something like Union Square, Union mm-hmm. Park, Union, something, is that the yeah, name Union, of it? Union Square, yeah. And there was a, a gentleman uh, lounging under one of the trees there, smoking something that didn't smell like tobacco. And I mm-hmm. thought, that smells like weed to me. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I, I was talking to you about it off the air, I believe. And I said, there were like, there was like a dude like just, casually smoking weed and you said yeah it's 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 more or less been decriminalized here and i said i that was actually a completely new concept to me i said what does that mean and you said well basically it means that it sorry that it's yeah. not legal uh but it but they're not going to arrest you or prosecute you for it and it, i learned more about it then okay so flash forward to 10 years also, i mean also for what it's worth culture i think i might have mentioned how how odd it seemed to me when i as somebody who not only used to smoke, but used to be around smokers mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of tobacco. It's it's funny how like it's it, it, lighting up a cigarette, uh, tobacco cigarette, as against lighting up a marijuana dube. Yeah, one is very culturally unacceptable, and the second is much more culturally acceptable, <laughs> including on buses, which is fun. Yeah, I mean, like lighting up a cigarette would be like, oh my god, you might be like, like, uh, you know. <laughs> It would be like hit, hit, like lighting an M80. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're, that, that was my understanding back then. It was at that point, I, I imagine it was legal for uh, quote unquote medical reasons. And I'm glad we've, we don't have to really, I mean, sure, fine. Okay, well, let's call it medical. But anyway, we're past <laughs> that charade here and now you can get it delivered to your house. You can, yeah, you can just make Legally, a phone call yeah. or go on the web. And, and yeah, so- it to your house in two hours. Here in Austin, it hasn't quite been that. Um, it's It's been definitely illegal and the the funny thing about Texas is generally, especially old Texas, um, but uh, the the big thing about Texas is personal liberty, personal yeah. responsibility. Yeah, like just leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm not going to harm you. You're not going to harm me. And then we're all going to be happy. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's that attitude even in the more liberal areas like like here in Austin, people still respect that kind of an attitude, which is, you know, we're all here together, but like, you know, we're we're doing we're doing the stuff that we want to do. Sure. And so my my understanding from people who've lived in Texas and especially Austin longer than me is that the cops have always been lenient when it came to weed. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're white. Yes, if it, and that's that was my next point. Was oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. No, no, you're you're you've you've said it perfectly. Is that if if you're white, uh, then it's it's a non-issue. I heard a, recently a story of um, I forget what happened. Somebody had a a break in or something where the police had to come to the person's house, mm-hmm. and um, and the, she had left her uh, loaded up uh, big bong on her kitchen counter. 
And uh, and she said that the cops were like not going into the kitchen for some reason. And she realized later that she had left it in there and they were just they weren't there for that was the was the thing. So it's not like they were looking to do that. Um, But if you're a person of color and you're outside of a gas station in it's dark outside, you're going to get arrested and then you're going to probably go to jail because of that joint that you had in your pocket. And so people have been very upset about this for a long period of time. And oddly, Austin has been the slowest one to adopt measures to address this issue. And this is something that's been is in the news a lot here. Um, But like uh, San Antonio and Dallas and I think uh, maybe Houston, all instead of arresting people, they would issue you a citation and they were apparently lax about the citation. And Austin was still like, nope, we're still arresting for it. It's still a thing. And they tried last year, 2019. Uh, with, with tons and tons of publicity on this, uh, because the house, the uh, house here, uh, passed a bill to is it they weren't legalizing it, but they were making it so that anything under who was like two to four ounces was would be like a like the same thing amount. as a speeding ticket, you know, like yeah, you you're pay. not because the, the, the way they used to get you back in the day was like on these, uh, I think dealing charges which carry a higher penalty. Right. And so that was voted, I believe, unanimous, not unanimously, but strong majority in the House. And uh, when it came to go to the Senate, our um, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said, we won't even hear this in the Senate. So it was shut down. He wouldn't even allow it to be heard. And that upset a lot of people. So not long after that, and we're almost to the end of this story, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Austin City Council said that um, it is a huge waste of taxpayer time and money to have people being arrested for this when the rest of the country understands not only that it's it's more or less harmless, but that it might even be beneficial for a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. this is this is we are going to, you know, pass a I don't know what they call an ordinance. I don't know what it is, but to basically say the we we do not approve of the police spending taxpayer money or time on this. And but think of also, I mean, you know, if you arrest a poor person for weed, now you're also paying. They they're not going to be able to get bail right. in a lot of cases. Nope. You're paying to keep them until you know they can be charged and tried and stuff like yeah. that. And then you've got the resources of like a court case. Exactly, and for, we're paying for that. Like, we're yeah, paying for that. And crazy. and and of course, they were very clear to point out that this is it, there are um, very very big differences in who gets arrested based on race. And they said, this is just stupid. It needs to stop. And at the time, this was in January of 2020. At the time, the Austin uh, police chief said, uh, we appreciate uh, what you said over there, but you know, we may continue to arrest people. We'll see. Well, mm-hmm. people didn't like that. So finally, I think last week, this is July of 2020 now, uh, the official statement from Austin police came out that they will no longer, it's not like they're going to cite and release. They won't cite they won't. And, and also the um, the city council ordered and the um, district attorneys had already come out and said uh, that they would not be prosecuting for any of this. So eventually there was enough pressure on the police department that they finally said, fine, we won't arrest for it anymore. You can ha- now have in Austin, if you have four ounces or less, and I don't know if anyone's seen four ounces of weed, but it's a lot. It's so much weed. It's a lot of weed. The, four the o- weed that we would get in Florida is a quarter of an ounce. Yeah. Um, 
that now if you have four ounces or less that you won't be in any trouble for it. You, you will a, a report. The police officer will have to write a report, but you will not be cited. You will not be fined. You will not be arrested. The unless it is in association with some kind of felony that's being committed. So I guess if you murder someone and have three ounces of weed, then maybe that gets added. But uh, but. So for all intents and purposes, it is now where I think California was maybe a decade ago here, mm-hmm. which is to say that now I left out um, one uh, one piece of this, which is that the um, I think, you know, there there's been this attitude here in Austin has been fairly casual about it for a, a long period of time. And so I think for a lot of people, they're like, well, it's just kind of they just wrote down what we were all you know, kind of doing and thinking anyway, but it's a big change to see this happening. And it's also interesting that at at a high level, and this brings us to the Corona thing, like um, our governor Abbott um, is, you know, very opposed to uh, weed and things like that. And the chance that it would be legalized in Texas or even decriminalized in, in a medical kind of a way, you know, like I think that if you have a certain kind of epilepsy, then you can get a certain kind of dosage for it here. But that's like one place that you can get it. It's very, 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 Mm. very limited. Um, But we have drive-through liquor stores. (laughs) Right. We really do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, um, what what an interesting time to have to remember uh, how, what a confusing and very, very large country this is. You know, because the thing all along with, I mean, whether you want to talk about the Electoral College or whatever, but like, let's just talk about pot law, Mm -hmm. as you say, weed law. Um, There's a federal law where I'm pretty sure it's still super illegal, like as a federal charge. Like, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if the federales show up, that's going to trump a lot of local stuff. I could be wrong. I don't, I'm not a lawyer. But um, then you got state law, you've got, you know, all the way down to, as you say, like different levels of enforcement in different places, mm-hmm. different kinds of multiplying penalties, you know, in the same way that, you know, murder plus kidnapping is a really huge deal and multiplies the, you know, et cetera. But it's just, it, it's all so confusing and it, you hear something that feels like good news about leveling the resources that go into protecting a community and right. that seems like good news but like well they also told cops to stop getting knees on people's necks and that hasn't stopped right i mean anyway well that's good i mean this is good good or good or news and it's good or um, news there there's worse news out there in the world and, and the COVID's going crazy there is that right well yeah i mean the numbers here if if you know if you follow this kind of thing is absolutely Absolutely insane. I'll look you up on one of my uh, many, many sites I have here. Yeah. Where where do you go for this kind of information about your county? You know, there, there are, there is that one site that I don't remember off the top of my head, but I have it in my, um, my bookmarks that I think is a similar to the one that you're using that, that has the, like, it's an independent one and it, it, it's like basic, you know what I mean? Washington Post has a great page, New York Times, uh, Financial Times. There's that, you know, IH. I'll have to dig. I'll have called. to dig it up. But it's this one that kind of aggregates everything, and it's a. I like it because it has this simple, clean design. It's like a white page with just the text and just the numbers, and mm-hmm. I'll have to find it. But KXAN, our local um, uh, NBC affiliate, 
uh, run stories every morning on it. And so as of uh, yesterday, um, Texas, this is not just Austin, but Texas has reported 200,557 cases in the state. DSHS, uh, which is the um, Department of State Health Services, uh, is only reports new numbers once a day. So that's the only time that, that we really get those. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty high. It's pretty high. I it's crazy. On, um, and we opened to, we opened back up too soon. Everybody knew that we opened up back up too soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, 100%. And, you know, it's the Texas governor doesn't seem like the brightest bulb in the socket. But the um, the guy in Florida is just, DeSantis is just killing me right now. Uh, it's the worst. Is, I don't know which yeah. is worse right now, Florida or Texas. I don't know. Well, as far is, as as far as decisions being made, I went on uh, one of my patented, uh, extremely unscientific rants last night, and it's like, you know, it's not just the White House that's crying about all these these uh, terrific death numbers we're seeing. <laughs> How you know we can live with you know this whatever twenty thirty forty thousand people a day? Right, At right. least it's not going up. Isn't that crazy? Oh, see, it's a hoax because there's, no... and it's like every single every single thing that. It strikes me, and I, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not in anything. I'm just, I'm just a simple podcaster. I'm just as God made me. But I do know that there's a time delay in essentially every single bit of the data that we get to help us understand what's happening now. And what I said last night was that, like, I'm not gonna, but like, so you, you, if you get infected first, you got exposed, and there's right. time between being right. exposed and getting infected. The time from, for most people aren't going to go get tested unless they have symptoms. Well, it takes time during which you are contagious between getting infected and having symptoms. And then it gets complicated because as much as people would like to say otherwise, there's an extreme lack of testing availability and or bottlenecks at this point in how quickly they can turn those around. So a test that comes back in five days is not nearly as useful as a test that comes back, you know, a lot sooner. Right. So you wait on the results and that's more time. Are you sick? I don't know. Feel sick. Well, from getting those results to a formal diagnosis, that sounds like the same thing, but I don't think it is. I think the tests have to get done. That little file folder goes somewhere and a medical professional has to look it over and then say, yeah, the, the signs and symptoms agree with this test result, um, which would be a sign, I believe. And then uh, we give you the diagnosis. Well, maybe you're fine. Maybe you just go home and drink some water. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you go to the hospital. Well, the time from being diagnosed to needing to go into the hospital is more time. The time between being hospitalized and potentially, God forbid, going to the ICU, that's further time. The time from when you go, you see all of this, all the way down to when, regrettably, people do die. So when we hear that those deaths are down, it's mm-hmm. my understanding that you're talking about diagnoses that could have been a few weeks ago and exposures and infections that could be a lot earlier. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer about it, but I feel like our understandable American aspiration to always stay positive and optimistic with our can-do attitude has not served us well for the last four to six months. Yeah. I could stand a lot more pessimism pessimism until we tamp this all the way down. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? What else is there? There's, like I said to Roderick yesterday, I feel like there's essentially two and a half topics that you can talk about right now. I'm not complaining so much as saying, like, it feels really trivial to talk about almost anything else apart from the knock-on effects of those two and a half topics. Like, what are we what are we going to talk about? Game of Thrones? I mean, 
I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh, let's talk about happy things. Dan, tell me about something you like. I would love to tell you about Zendesk, Merlin. Zendesk. Zendesk. Thanks so much to Zendesk for supporting Back to Work. Zendesk is a service-first CRM company that builds software designed to improve customer relationships. Think of it as a combination of really good help desk software with a really good knowledge base and a ton of other really cool tools that I'm going to tell you about that make it really easy to support your customers. I mean, that was their original idea. Make customer service software that's easy to use and accessible to everyone with a single dynamic help desk interface. It's really, really cool. It makes things so easy. And this is the thing. Things are a little weird right now, and it just makes it that much harder to support your customers, to support the people who are keeping your business going. Zendesk is offering a six-month complimentary remote support bundle. So this comes with all the stuff that you're going to need to to, uh, keep connected with your customers. So you can do this by email, phone, chat, community forum, uh, help center, and it even integrates with social media. And it just takes a couple of hours, not weeks, to get this set up and running. I know I use Zendesk and we've used it for a very long time. It's great for startups. It's great for large companies and everything in between. And they have the tools and integrations that let you connect with so many other applications that you use. So really, whatever system you already have in place, Zendesk's goal is to play nicely with it. And that's what they do. They make it easier to support your customers. They make the customer experience better And uh, they have more than 150,000 customers across hundreds of industries and in over 30 languages. Pretty cool. They have a special URL to go check this out. Zen, Z-E-N, desk, zendesk.com slash back to work. And you'll get that free six-month remote support bundle. It's a really good deal. And it's also a really great way to find out if it's right for you. I think it will be. Go check it out. Zendesk.com slash back to work. Thanks, Zendesk. Puck, puck. I've used Zendesk uh, for things that you make, and I'm going to probably use it again this week because I have a feature request. Nice, I will do. Do you it. love that about me that, that I go through the channels instead of uh, and trying instead of trying to like you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, work you in? No, uh, I would. I would rather way. you. I would rather you work me. I want an option for what appears in the feed. I want. To, I would like links to appear in the feed. Okay. But I'll, they, uh, follow. They should, I'll They should be in there, but we'll talk about it. I'll we'll follow see. feedback, I think All it's right. called now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> follow feedback. Mm. Did I tell you last week, just to close, uh, close my loop here, I, I feel like I've talked about this everywhere, but it's still, it's so funny to me. Did I tell you how I discovered the problem that I was having, how to fix the problem I was having on iOS 14 beta? Did I tell you this last no, week? you didn't tell me how you fixed it. I think you told me about the problem, but refresh me. Did I me. tell you like how websites weren't coming up and anything in a web view like mm-hmm. seemed to be acting really hanky? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. I'll make this very quick because this has been talked about and will be talked about other places. Guess what? All comes down to a known issue in iOS 14 beta seed one, which is that uh, they, they know that this happens. I don't know if they know why, but... Um, Sometimes when you're using your iPhone in the smart battery case, uh, websites stop loading, including Safari sites and including Amazon and things like that. Take it out of the case, problem resolves immediately. Put it back in, you're good. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that odd? Yes, it is odd. Um, I can't wait to hear that. I don't, 
So I'm where where did like, where were you given that solution from? No, I, I, well, I I was trying to be too much of a smarty pants about it, and I wasn't just googling dumb mouth words. I was trying to be clever and use lots of quotation marks and you know or in all caps and all the tricks from back in the day. And I, instead of just typing in the exact error message and iOS fourteen, and it popped right up, and it's like it's in the now. Has the developer site always been public like it is? I, I feels this feels new that that like you can see all the like iOS, uh, not feedback because that means something now. But anyway, yeah, there it was. Somebody's like, it was a three day old post and somebody's like, Hey, I'm having this weird problem. And they're like, yeah, it's probably no issue with your, uh, smart battery case in iOS 14. It's just, it's first of all, I thought that was kind of a wild, funny bug that makes me appreciate how connected everything is and how good Apple generally is at that stuff. Cause I rarely get something that odd happening, but I also kind of can't wait to f- hear what's causing it. You know, it's there's so much that's going on right now with with iOS and iPad OS, and especially I don't know if you follow developers on Twitter, and um, you know I know we have a few developer friends in common on Twitter who are you know experimenting with the new Mac OS as well, and mm-hmm. you know I mean how how far along do you think? Because the only place I'm using the new iOS is technically iPad OS on on the iPad. And with what I do on the iPad, it's almost I can't really notice that I've even upgraded that much because for me, the iPad is there's a lot of, I watch a lot of um, YouTube on the iPad. I do content consumption. Right. I do browsing and sometimes email and I'll have it open to Slack as my Slack window for a lot of the day. Sure. Um, So I'm not really, I haven't really taken the deep dive the way you have into what's changed or what's new. I mean, visually there's some things that are different, but how far along do you feel like this is? Like, I assume it comes out in September. So, like, are we real far away from that still, do well, you think? Well, without, without, with the usual proviso that this does not reflect any kind of uh, advice one way or right. another, it's really, it's really pretty solid, iOS and iPad OS, I feel like. Um, and hang on a second. My wife is texting me things. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. But with that said, yeah, it does feel really solid. Um, Mac OS, I don't know, man. I I might be alone in this, but wow, is it ever weird looking. Um, as far as iOS, like it's, I've been going back and forth a lot with uh, Alex Cox, like I mentioned, because we're both, you know, the kind of cucks that put a beta on their phone. And I, I do feel like that the things that uh, the Android-like functionality of the widgets is going to be super interesting. So mm-hmm. we talked about this on Dubai Friday last week, but like, for example, I guess if anybody who's been following this knows that you now can have, uh, for now anyway, as far as I know, just Apple widgets, there may mm-hmm. be, I think third party ones are coming to the drafts one looks insane, but you're going to be, you, you can currently have widgets on your screen, not just in the today view. So like I have, they have something called a smart stack, which is really, it's kind of a clever idea. You drag this widget onto your screen or in your today view. And it has like, you can scroll through it. And it's like, here's a picture we think you'd like. Here's the Siri things that we think you might want here. I think we might talked about this some last week. Um, That's cool. Uh, Two more quickies about widgets. You can have widgets, not just on the homepage, uh, I would call it. I don't know what what the technical name is, but if you you wanted to, yeah, you can keep using app factor, an app factory, (laughs) app library. You can still do that, but you could also choose to have one, two, three, four pages 
that are like kind of your specialized views for things, which is never really how I've thought over much about it. I mean, mm -hmm. I put things in folders just to reduce clutter, but now that you can just turn all of that off, it really opens up a whole new world where you, where you could say, um, okay, this homepage is like my hardcore 90% of what I do is here. Whereas right. if you have one page over here, it's now very uncluttered and it could have a few widgets on it as well as folders that are relevant. Now let's take this to the, the next level, for, final level for now. I mean, I know shortcuts are still like a pretty obscure and weird thing. For well, for people. a lot of people, yeah, I don't think, I, I mean, like, I'll, it's, I'll see little shortcut suggestions come up, mm -hmm. but even for me, that's the most I've done with shortcuts is like tap one of those and see what it, what it likes I went to in do. and deleted over a hundred, you know, <laughs> untitled shortcut 35 is not a title, it's not helping me very much right now, but here's what's interesting, and this is currently pretty hacky, but like, for example, what we know, if we remember this, it does not always work, but we know from when when Siri got a makeover a while back that, and the Siri name started to mean obviously more than talking to your device. It also meant so, a way of like securely exposing functionality in a way that's contextual and relevant to how you work. You know, there's lots of examples of how this is supposed to work in practice, you know, and, and it does kind of work. Like it knows what it seems to know mostly, I think based primarily on time of day. Like at some point in this half hour period, like, if, like, I think it knows that I always look at Google Sheets on Monday mornings, um, I, you know, because I do. That's like part of my process and mm -hmm. on Monday morning is like seeing what's up for the week, what, you know, but also other kinds of things. Like it could be a Siri shortcut that you made that shows up because you end up using that a lot. And I do. I, in the Today View, like I'll, I have certain favorites, as they say, that I'll click on pretty often. It could, I guess it could be lots of things. It could be different HomeKit things. Right. And then there's stuff it's supposed to do that, in my experience, it doesn't do hardly at all, but I wish it did. The one that, I, I don't know, like I say, I don't know what jukebox I have to hit to make it know I always want to be prompted for DND for every meeting. And I've gotten it maybe five times ever. Okay, now, so we know how that's supposed to work. Now, add into that the hacks that you can accomplish with some shortcut-related apps that are currently getting away with murder in the most wonderful way. Things like uh, jump cuts, launch mm -hmm. cuts, all these different ones that can do more with your shortcuts by basically providing, as I understand it, sort of like a developer, the way a developer would have a library to access. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have to go write all this middleware for like how to make this work. They, they just say, hit your big dumb meat finger on this button. We're going to install this. You'll need to update it in the future. But now stuff can happen like for example, not, a, I mean, I don't know how many people have spent time with this. This tends to disappear in the early part of every beta, but always comes back. HomeKit not only has automations for your house mm -hmm. and for everybody in your house, there are what are called personal automations where you can go in and do some pretty freaking cool stuff. Like say, whenever I connect, well, not when I, when I have become connected to a certain Wi-Fi AP, um, do the following things. That's powerful. Sort of like location manager back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I remember and location manager. there's tons manager. of those that can, like, you can program against. Like all this stuff that involves, yeah, it could be location, it could be geofence, it could be NFC tags. There's all these different things. But like, give yourself 15 seconds to think about what you might want with something like that. For example, with HomeKit right now, if you have more than one HomeKit location in your life, it does use secret sauce to say, okay, well, Merlin's at the office now, show the office HomeKit. Mm -hmm. Merlin's at home now, show the 
house, home kit, etc. So like think about the reason I'm trying now, to is it doing that? Is it is it just remembering which Wi-Fi connection you were on? Do you know how know it's, it's doing? Wi-Fi, it? I don't know if it's Wi-Fi, Geofence, or other, and it's not perfect, but it's pretty good. But I did, what I'm trying to toss out in this very long symphony of blabbing is now now imagine let's let's bring all these together. You got widgets. You got pages. Are you getting this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sound like Steve Jobs. But the um like so now imagine with the functionalities of Siri being able to know things and with shortcuts being able to provide things relevant and contextually, my mind reels at what you could do with separate pages. Now your pages become kind of like I want to say workspaces or expose. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so imagine like your second page now becomes stuff I do for work. And when I am at my office. Oh, I, do, I, I see where you're going with this. Yes. yes. So like imagine that widget potentially, I, I don't think it does this now, but this is, this is a very car of the future idea that I can easily envision within the year, which is that that page now becomes relevant and contextual to, let's say, travel. Guess what? All the stuff on that page that lights up, it's easy enough right now to get local weather, just say current location rather than a hardwired location. But there's that. There's could, there could be that your plane ticket shows up there. You know what I mean? It could be something from Wallet. And there's all kinds of possibilities that I could imagine for this. And so something I couldn't have imagined myself saying two weeks ago, I was saying to Alex is, you know, it was so great to clean up all this stuff with App Library, but like I can see myself going extremely Android with this at some point mm-hmm. to where... I mean, I already find most stuff either on the front page or through a spotlight search. I, I, it was so refreshing to shut off all of those dumb pages of stuff I never use until I need it. Mm-hmm. But I could see myself wanting to have certainly one, probably two, up to maybe three or four widgets on my homepage. Mm-hmm. When Overcast becomes a widget or, you know, whatever your podcatcher of choice, mine's right. Overcast. When Overcast becomes a widget I can put on the homepage, that's for sure going to be one of the very first ones. That's something that's very relevant to me. I don't use Apple Podcasts. That's available as a widget. But, you know, but you see what I'm saying. Um, I, I just, it, it is, right now, it is it is a pretty exciting time to be able to do that stuff. Uh, of course, things like emoji search, my God, thank you. <laughs> On iOS, not iPadOS, unfortunately. That's really weird. Whatever. Also, calculator, sorry. Meet my friend James Thompson. He makes a calculator. Apple doesn't make one for iPad. But um, so I had read something they were saying why that, but I, I didn't get to, it was either a podcast or an interview or something. Oh, I really? Yeah, but I didn't get to Is see it. Is it a what, business reason or a tech reason? Or I don't, a I don't know. Reason? I didn't, didn't follow up on it. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's all really exciting. Mac OS looks so odd to me. The menus look so strange. And like, like I said last week, I think I feel like I dropped a nib. I feel like some part of some package fell out of my res edit and like now, like I can't see things in the menu bar and like, it's all so weird. It's a beta, whatever. It's an early beta. I mean, it really is early. I think that there's going to be more changes. I think there will be bug fixes and subtle refinements in iOS before it comes out. But based on what I've seen in Mac OS, I think there's going to be some huge changes before that thing comes out and is actually released. Tell me again, what do you mean by that? Well, I've, like I said, I think there's still a chance that the visual stuff, I think that it has to change. I think there, there are so many people that I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I I have seen it. I am not running it on on my main machine. Dan, it is, it is weird and jarring and, 
You know, like, for example, I've already kind of gotten used to the rounded edges on stuff, and I think it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I think it works better on a very large screen than a smaller mm-hmm. screen. Okay. It's currently on my 16-inch MacBook Pro, and it feels... And I recently turned off the tiny, 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 you know, the display where you can go in and say, like, this is how dense I want text and visuals to be to yeah. create the appearance of more space. Well, I just went went up one because my poor eyes can't handle that giant... So where, where I'm going to... Hold on, let me look at... Uh, I'm on the second from the left. Let me go look. I'm on Mojave here, but I think it's... So there. there's, at the very end, there's larger text on the one side and more space on the far right... And uh, a default for display for me. Um, What's the one? Is this it? No, there's. Is it? Oh yeah. So if you click on scale, that radio yes, button. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Larger text all the way down to more space. Yeah. So like here on Mojave on my iMac, I have it at default, and I think at home I have it on the one between. Ah, what have I done? Oh, too small, too small. Between default and more space. Yes, um, on mine, de- default wonder, I mean, is the second from the right for me. Okay, that's me too. That's me yeah. too. But like, so isn't that, I mean, for them, to, I guess the first public beta for Mac OS, I suspect might be telling. I don't See, I don't know anything about this. And yeah, I do have developer friends, but nobody at Apple's going to talk about this. But no. my gut is, my gut would be what we see in the public beta is pretty, probably what it's going to look like. I, it would be difficult for me to imagine them after all the time it takes to get to where they are today mm. or on that day of the public beta. It's a little bit difficult for me to imagine them really changing a lot about the way something looks. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have, you know, to fix and optimize, like for example, watch OS, the battery as usual on this beta is it's rough, the battery life. Mm. Cause you know, that's what I, I imagine one of the last things they do is, you mm-hmm. know, optimizing, um, for performance and battery life, but yeah, but like, does that make sense? You know, like no, it, it does. It, and what I'm it's curious- out, and like a ton of people have seen it. It would seem kind of weird for them to say, "Well, two, you know, on on uh, public beta four, oopsie yeah. doopsie, we've gone back to Chicago." Right. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I know or you. charcoal. No charcoal. No, 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 not charcoal. Chicago, please. <laughs> but you know, there I never, is. I never liked Chicago, or never liked charcoal. There is an aspect to it, though, where they can say, well, this has been in the hands of the developers and we've gotten a lot of feedback. Like one of the things that I've seen a lot of people talking about is in, um, I guess, I guess we call them tabs. I don't know what the best term is for that for them. But when you're looking in an application and there are multiple different I guess you call them tabs where what's the highlighted tab isn't obvious that it's highlighted in oh, some way. Oh, you're talking about like the lightness and yeah, low yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it feels like when I keep making that, that, that joke about like something's missing, it does kind of feel that way. It's, it's like something didn't get committed, mm-hmm. you know, on the pull request. And it's like, wait a minute, uh, we're lacking some ping some ping, <laughs> some, ping. some ping that would make this all make sense. You know, like you ever get the weird thing where you load a page and it's something that is like, you know, the way they, that brilliant way with CSS, of course you do, you're a developer, that brilliant way with CSS where you could do something like the way Google creates this incredibly tightly compressed single image that includes dozens of glyphs on it. Yeah. And it uses CSS to like, you don't have to reload that each time. You know what I'm right. saying? But yep. then you sometimes get that. I'm sure any lay person has seen this and been confused. What is that weird, like diagonal 
pixel, 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 repeating pattern like a wallpaper that I get sometimes. Well, I think that's an example of the kind of thing I'm talking about here. Like for a second, it goes a little fakakta and doesn't know what it's supposed to be showing you. And it throws up a little bit. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels like somebody forgot the ping with all the glyphs on it. <laughs> and, di- and, and, like, and certainly that nobody who, nobody who uh, has the vision of an aging man has had to like look at that menu bar and figure out what the hell the icons mean. Right, right. And I mean, you know, the, when when you go back in time and look at like the first versions of Aqua and Mac OS that came out, you know, it was jarring how different it was from yeah. OS 7 or 8 or 9 in that case. What, System 7 is still the roots of That's that. The best. But... It, you know, it, it evolved, it changed and, and then, but, you know, going back to look at what we had, I had a, an occasion to boot up a Mac that was a handful of years old. And I'm, th- I'm thinking it was only like three or four operating systems back still well into the Mac OS 10 time period. And I was like, oh my God, these colors and the curves and the reflections, it was so garish and jarring. And, uh, and, but at the time it seemed really great. Is, do you think this is one of those things that people will just have to adjust to it? Or do you think it's just flawed in, in, and not a style thing? I don't, I don't know because of all, I don't know, period. Because um, of Apple's, let me just say this. I, I do believe that all other things being equal, mm-hmm. people in the C-suite at Apple do care about things like reducing waste and providing good accessibility. They're not perfect. Nobody, none of us are perfect about it. And and it would take the world being run by people who need accessibility last year Mm -hmm. to see the kind of improvements that we might like out of this. But, uh, and I'm certainly not here to say I'm great about that, but I do believe that they do care about stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying that's their primary driving factor. I do think there are aesthetic and, as Syracuse likes to say, fashion decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean that in the Syracusean sense of like, not fashion as in like, you know, gimmicks and fads, but as in like an editorial decision about how this should look um, to achieve the effect and brand impact that we want. That's a kind of fashion. It's not a bad word. And I do feel like they have to juggle that a little bit. And sometimes they don't always get it right. And certainly none of us rarely get it right uh, the first time. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. And I'm also, what I'm, what I'm trying to avoid saying is like the usual, like, I have no idea how that freaking company works. I, I don't think that they make a lot of decisions inadvisably or without their reasons, not least because somebody in that building, possibly in the South Bay is walking around with like an iPhone 38 right now. Or, you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Yes. Like they're not, they're not, well, their daily carry for a lot of those folks is not going to be an iPhone 11 running um, iOS 13. It's going to be something much more forward looking that probably is mostly broken, mm-hmm. but they need to find out how to make it not broken to achieve the effects that they want. And that's, you know, and when we get frustrated with Apple sometimes, it's where we say something like, oh, you only let me do this this way. That's certainly something I say a lot. Like, someday you might let me do that these ways, but that's not happening right now. But I do believe they have their reasons. I think these are smart people. Everyone out there, dear listeners, you will become almost instantly happier in life if you stop assuming that everybody but you is stupid. People people do have their reasons. They're not always great reasons, but it's difficult it's difficult to grow as a person until you accept that whether or not you like someone's reasons, they do have them. Yeah. 
And I think that's what happens at Apple. But I'm with you. I mean, like right now, and I, I, I don't mean this as a flat out bitch session because the last thing I want to be is that particular guy on Twitter who's like, oh, I can't believe the quality of this first beta. It's so bad. I can't believe I even got it off of uh, Usenet and put it on my phone. And you're like, oh, dude, you're, this is why you make life hard for people like me. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you've decided you've decided that you're like the world's greatest daredevil, but now a helicopter has to get you off the side of a mountain before you die. And like Well, you know, like like if you just look at if you just go back in time and look at you could just go to Google and type in system seven, you know, what we had back in those days was a fairly simplistic graphical user interface where Windows had, you know, usually at most two clickable areas or buttons, if you will, at, at the top of a window. You had the one on the upper left, which closed the window, and you might have one in the upper right of a window, which allowed you to perhaps expand it or do something similar. And there were modifier keys, and you could double click, and you had window shade, and you had other little things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was very, very simple. Um, you know, if you opened up, if you had, you know, you would have your hard drive on your desktop on the right-hand side, and if you double-clicked it, it would have a little grayed, out sort of patternish thing that would indicate that that was open in a window. And that's the same thing with all of the folders. When you, the way that they showed that a folder was open and in a way a hard drive was kind of like a folder in this context, mm-hmm. it would have this little pattern that would go over the folder to show that the folder was open and little things like that, that mm-hmm. seemed to work fine. And How then do you it was, remember that when you very first used for me, it was system six and the way that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's a folder, mm-hmm. like a file folder. And then when it was open, I think this is what you're describing, it looked like a, a very slightly foreshortened open mm-hmm. folder, as mm-hmm. in the flap was kind of out into the uh, right. A little, yeah, a little back into the... <laughs> I thought that was, I remember just seeing that. There was, it was so funny. I mean, in the same way that we, everybody played with rubber banding for a month after the iPhone yes. came out. Yes. Like, it used to be fun, just the feeling of that click-click, the, mm-hmm. the decisiveness of the click-click on that giant wrist-breaking mouse and the fact that it instantly was reflected on screen in a way that's never been as fast. I don't think it's ever, the Finder has never felt as fast as it did on systems. No. Later versions of systems. The odd, I have to be very clear here, it was always the odd versions that were good, the even versions that were not good. Right. Like a 6.0 point something that's (laughs) odd number, I want to say like 607 maybe. Oh Mm -hmm. my God, that was a great operating system. And they were really great. And one of my friends described it um, and he said, and this was very much back in the maybe system seven days, he said, when I'm using Windows, it feels like I'm, when I move the mouse, it feels like Windows says, oh, you've moved the mouse. I need to move the cursor. It felt like there were layers in between you and the computer and what was going on. And he said that on the Mac, it feels like you're actually moving like the pixels inside. The right. Exactly. Yeah. That went away with Mac OS 10. Oh, um, very much. A spe- well, nine got a little pokey and a little bit silly and you could yeah. scope your icons and stuff. And yes. Got, everything was all suddenly like, you but know, that, uh, that immediacy, cyberpunk. that, that connection yes. that you had went away. But even, even Windows, so Windows used to feel like a Disney film strip about how the human mind works. <laughs> it involves like Donald Duck in a helmet <laughs> waiting for a signal at a like <laughs> time to make the thing move. And you're like, and then like, and then somebody once said, God, there was a great quote about this a million years ago that I, I should put into my quote file. So I stopped butchering it. But somebody said something like, uh, at the time it was um, Windows 3, 
That was like the big one, right? Three, three point one one Windows for Workgroups three point eleven. That was the big one. That was the but, one. But somebody said it's like a a glorious Windows is like this beautiful, like glorious for the time skyscraper where sometimes you don't realize you've just stepped into a hole in the floor and landed in the basement. Oh my god! And now you're you've, you're 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 in the basement and it's called DOS and you never <laughs> saw it coming. All you heard <laughs> is the whistle of you going down the building like Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> But didn't that used to happen? Like sometimes we just kick yes. you out and go, oh, here's a problem. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, it, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But what I was going to kind of circle back around to Are you was- bored with this? I don't want to bore you with this. No, thing. I love this kind of thing. But okay. I just want for, to for me, when I look at what System 7 had as far as like buttons on the window, window controls and things like that, and what OS X had, if you remember, when OS X first came out, it had uh, a few buttons on the left-hand top part of a window in the bar, and then it had like a little uh, tic-tac pill on the right-hand side that did different things, and they got rid of that, and they changed it. And so my question to you is, are we witnessing refinements and improvements in usability, or are we witnessing change for the sake of change? With the new Mac OS. I was um, muted. Sorry. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's all, all, all we can do is it's almost like Plato's cave or something where like, we're just going to get caught up on which shadows we think mean what. Right. Like, but you know, I think one thing that feels, um, I don't know if this is a formal public policy of Apple, but I think you'd, you'd have to be pretty simple to not see that, iOS is where they are, as Syracuse says, putting most of their wood behind. Absolutely, it. it's absolutely. Not, it's not that they hate the Macs. You need Macs to make iOS things for now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think Dan, what's something we've talked about on the show from the beginning? Well, there's several things, and 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 one is that we um, this is a very in some ways uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi idea of like if if I don't watch myself, the cre- the creative flow guy. Like if I don't watch myself, I'm going to spend much more time fixing the problem I'd like to solve rather than confronting the difficult problem that I know is more important to my success. Mm-hmm. And my example <laughs> that I've seen firsthand for me and our friend John Roderick is like, sometimes I'm just going to want to tag my MP3s all day and then make sure that's all exactly right. Oh, I, I forgot. I got to go do the songwriters. I got to get all of that right on all of these. Because on the, the and I'll put this in notes uh, in the in the chart of the way that flow works, that is uh, you know low ch- low challenge and high skill, low challenge and high skill is very attractive to us. High challenge, low skill makes us very frustrated, etc. Read a book. Anyway, I I feel like what we do know is iOS is a thing they really like to work on. Yeah. Yes, it's important to their flagship ish product, but another thing to think about: they're not idiots. They they get the same numbers that we see. I've, iPhones and iPads still do well, like as a whole group of things, but they sure are not growing as explosively as they once were. Right. And I think a case can be made that at least in the United States, and to some extent, I don't know, maybe China and India, but at least in the United States, the addressable market for that is not going to be going up, 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 especially this year. So like, oh, what do you right, do? Right. You move into, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, this thing is rich people always going to rich. Like <laughs> you're going to veblin your way into like saving the economy as long as you wear a goddamn mask. But anyhow, um, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying though? I do feel like they, that um, in the same way that, you know, obviously I think one reason Johnny, I've got so bored 
is that in the, why they gave him these sort of like these like oh go, go make a very very costly watch like yay off I go to my white room like he doesn't want to be grinding on all of this like low level stuff and yeah. you know and and having no I don't think anybody wants to have the meeting with Johnny Ive where you go like yeah like this is the contrast is not high enough on this or whatever so but they, <laughs> I think iOS is what they're interested in and that's that's where they put a lot of the effort and consequently as we've talked about over many years. That's what can be a little bit frustrating to somebody who still loves using a Mac, you know, is that you're like, yeah. oh, like we said, I, to repeat something we literally said, I think last week, don't try to make the Mac more like iOS, make the Mac more like the Mac. That's mm-hmm. what would make me happy. And that, yes, you're right. And that was, that was kind of what I was getting at with my question is, are, are we making the Mac more like the Mac? Because, you know, like... It seems I'm like not against, we're not. I'm not intru- in, in, introducing ideas that are very good. Like, for example, just off the dome, I think, like, for example, I don't know what happened to find my friends in the, what's it called, notifications, whatever, what's that thing to the right? The today yeah. and notifications dingus? Yeah, I think that's... I don't that's... know what happened to find my, it's gone. It's just not there anymore. You don't get find my, and you have to go to their janky ass app to get that. I used to love having that there because I could instantly see, oh, good, my kid's still at school and not dead. I would just like mouse over, had a little gesture for that. Uh, I don't know where that went, but sure, yeah, give me widgets. I could I could make great use of some widgets. And now to really bring it full circle, the full, as we call it, the full reach around. You know, uh, imagine now, yeah, so you got workspaces, which I don't use. People like Casey Liss can make sing. Imagine like now where you're like creating your own little environment. Like there's all kinds of things. Like there's all these different like window management apps that that can reflect what workspace you're in, all kinds of configuration stuff. You know, I mean, before we do any of that, please fix windows. So John Syracuse uh, doesn't lose his mind. John Syracuse and Merlin Mann should not have to change the Skype window every single time that it opens. Windows should stay where you put them. Yeah, but I agree. Anyway, that's a, that's a derail. Um, I, I'm not against good features coming to the platform, but like I am enough of an old man to shake my fist at the cloud when I say, yeah, but let's not make them so much the same that we lose what's special about either. You know, do you remember, uh, might've been Stallman, but do you remember when somebody made, it was a big, of course, in this community, it was a big splash as I think there was like a, wasn't it like a, a Linux phone and not in the sense of being like Android guts, but it was like, it ran like some branch I, I'm putting this badly, but somebody made this piece of crap phone <laughs> just to be able to say everything on here is OSS or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like this, oh, this this improb- this Homer car of a phone is going to change the game because you can tear it all apart and put your own sprockets in and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was like, didn't go great. I think it weighed six pounds or something. You know, it was very like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the year of Michael Douglas on the desktop. <laughs> That's a funny joke. You know, Dan will explain it to you later. Dan, tell me about a second thing that you like, please. I would love to tell you about Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Ooh. That's a nice little that bell action. That be one there. of my top five. Yeah. I don't think I could repeat that. No. What, that... what even is the deal with Mint Mobile, Dan? Mint Mobile, they have a very different approach to wireless. It's, it's a, it, a thing of the future. And great. Now I got to watch them. Now you got to go see it. Basically, (laughs) you know, you have this concept of, of big wireless providers, you know what I mean? And you know, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, 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 I know. Don't worry about that. And a lot of the time you get this bill at the end of the month, you're like, what the heck am I even like, what am I even paying for? 
They've got these expensive retail stores that no one can go into. They've got inflated prices. They've got tons of hidden fees. And you feel, at least I feel like at the end of the month, when I look at them, like, I feel like I've been taken advantage of somehow. And Mint Mobile is here to say you don't have to be taken advantage of anymore. They provide the same premium network coverage that you're used to at a fraction of the cost uh, because everything is online. So they don't have retail locations. They don't have overhead and they don't have to maintain all of that huge base of employees and everything else. So uh, in, instead, what they do is they cut all of that out and they pass the savings on to us the you know customer. what I love? Can I just say, I'm sorry to interrupt, Dan. This is such a good read. Do you know what I really love being passed on to me? Savings. That's your thing. You're all about that. Oh, brother. I'll tell you, Jiminy, I look at that bill sometimes and I'm like, I, I had five phone calls this month and most of them weren't me calling somebody else. That's right. Well, You know what I mean? I if, like this little fox too. This little fox is really cute. If you want, you can cut your wireless bill down to something like 15 bucks a month. That's how low you can go. Every plan comes with unlimited network uh, nationwide talk and text. And uh, with, with Mint Mobile, you won't have to pay for unlimited data if you're not using it. You choose between plans that have three or eight or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data and you pay for what you use. It's a neat idea. You use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. You keep the same phone number and all of your existing contacts and everything else. And uh, and that's basically how it works. It couldn't be more easy than that. And you're, you're going to start saving some money right away. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and then get the plan uh, uh, shipped to your door for free, you go to mintmobile.com, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E, mintmobile.com slash back to work. That's the URL to go to, supports the show, gets you set up. Get it down to 15 bucks a month and, uh, and go down, crazy. Get, get it, it down. down. They want to pass savings on to you. This That's little fox goal. who is so sweet and very well illustrated. <laughs> yeah. He's so cute the way he's animated. He's got glasses. He's got little fox glasses and a magnifying glass. It's a very glassy fox. And he's super cute. And, and he would like to pass savings on to you. Now, it might be that the fox just discovers what the fox said is that he will find the savings and then maybe somebody else passes. Maybe that's Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. But you will get savings and this fox is very cute. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Thanks very much to mintmobile.com slash back to work for making Thanks, this Mint show Mobile. possible. Buck, buck. Oh, man. I, uh, you know how, um, uh, I, I don't know if this, what this is like for you. I think most of the providers, including Cable Town, for several months now have taken off data caps. Oh, that's nice of them. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, I think I've benefited from that with some decisions, but boy, did I ever screw up. And I, it didn't even occur to me that something I've been meaning to do forever is get better about my Synology backup. So I do a nightly backup to just a, a dumb hard drive that's attached to it right now, but I've been wanting to go all in on cloud stuff. Yeah. And I finally got persuaded by, I don't remember whom, but I finally got the okie dokie that um, Backblaze B2 is a good solution for this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I got it rolling, signed up, paid for it. Uh, sorry, sponsor of the show, but I paid for this with my own money. Um, and I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. And so I went in and I said, okay, well, let's be, let's, you know, not be crazy about this. Like, I have all kinds of um, automations and schedules for things so it doesn't step on what I'm doing. You know, I can use various APIs to turn off, you know, web-based services, let's say. And I can say, I, I use something called Time Machine Editor to not be running all the time. Um, and with, with the B2 functionality on Synology, you can go in and say, turn it off or on at these times on these days 
you know, pretty classic little greatness. Okay, cool. Like from like 10 o'clock to like 6 a.m., you know, start back it up. Uh, here's what I didn't mention. That was on July 1st, mm-hmm. the day that friend of the show, Todd Vaziri, posted a tweet that said, just so everybody knows, today's the day that like <laughs> Comcast has turned the metering back on. Oh, like, oh no. I, I could have had 10 terabytes oh, shooting no. up into the cloud and now... It's going to take so long, and I'm going to get so many nasty grams. I'm such a dummy. This is a Cotton Bureau problem. I'm going to call it the Cotton Bureau problem. Okay. All you do is tell the world, you feel like such a homemade douche for three weeks saying, you guys, there's only so much more time to get the shirt. <laughs> guys, tonight at midnight, yeah. less time to get the shirt. And people are like. We heard day. about the shirt. Next day. Yeah. It precise. Well, yeah other shoe 24 hours later you go hey this is awesome thanks everybody for ordering a shirt and what do people say as one you should have told me you're selling a shirt what shirt you can't win you can't win it's a conspiracy and that's what i did with my b2 but anyway that's cool well speaking of of conspiracies i got a new keyboard oh um it uh it i i did this kind of on a whim as you as you say I'm keen to find out what the conspiracy. Uh, well, it's just that all all keyboard. There's a keyboard conspiracy going on. Hmm. Let me send you the link to this keyboard conspiracy. Oh. Yeah. Woof. Um. So it's, it was a hundred bucks. Okay. Okay. Ooh. It is. It is the Logitech it's MX a lot of, keys. Gets a lot of stars, Dan. A lot of stars. Y- yes. Logitech Square MX keys. keys Advanced Wireless Illuminated Keyboard Graphite by Logitech. By Logitech. And it, I wasn't, you know, I read some nice reviews of this thing and I, I, I know someone that has one that I haven't seen it in person. I thought, well, you know, it's a keyboard. It's a Windows, Windows keyboard. Well, it, it's, it's got well, the it's Mac. A bilingual. It's bilingual. I think it's a, it's a poly or what do they say? Yeah. Pan. So it, it's a pan. It's a pan keyboard. It's got the command and uh, it, alt keys are in the right place, and then the option and start keys are in the right place. So if you if you're using it with Windows, mm-hmm. it's things are where. Oh, you expect I see. Them that's to be. just a li- that's just a line. It's just a line. Like it's, it's not like it is a switch across okay. this line. You you, you do, do not. not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I wasn't really sure what to expect. I needed a new keyboard, uh, and um, and so. I didn't want to go with the clacky keyboard again. I wanted to try something else. And th- this is, I don't want to say too much about it yet because I've really just started using it, but I really like it so far in a way that I didn't think that I would ever like a keyboard again. It's really, really, really nice. It's it's very heavy and sturdy in a way that I have not seen in a long time with what I would call one of these sort of, you know, what do you call it? A minimal travel kind of keyboard. Like it's not a clacky clicky keyboard with cherry switches. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a, but uh, it's very, feels yeah, very like comfortable. Small it's, amount of travel. Yeah. 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 It's illuminated. Um, hmm. You, it does have Bluetooth so you can pair it with up to three devices and switch between the three devices, which is nice. Um, it, hmm. They specifically say it's compatible with Windows and Mac and Linux and iOS and Android. Like they go to length to to talk about that. It has a USB-C rechargeable battery. So it charges with the USB-C cable. And they say that the full charge lasts up to 10 days or five months if you turn the backlighting off. 
also you're kind of burying the, well I mean, you might have said this um but the square keys or round round rack keys yeah round, i don't know why the round keys are such a non-starter for me but i kind of hate them i have i have been using that other keyboard that has them and yeah, i, the Logitech. I yeah, yeah and i thought i would get used to it and i never I got used to it i love the way it feels it. and looks I love it, but you know what I mean? But when I actually type on it, I find it very frustrating, especially hitting the meta keys. It, I agree with you. Reason. I agree yeah. with you. And also with uh, with this one, the keys are sort of, they call them spherically dished, which sounds weird, but basically it means that they're, they're indented where you type on them. And at first it looks like a mm. gimmick, but it's actually really right. remo- like a nice old typewriter kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. I really, really like this keyboard. The only complaint that I have, and it's got full-size arrow keys, and it just feels like, you know, when we used to have toys when we were a kid, like the Transformers that I had when I was a kid, they were made out of metal. You know what oh, I mean? God, yes. Like they were, and the, the ones now are just garbage. They're, they're crumply plastic crap. You hold a Micronauts Baron Karza in your hand. That thing weighed 50 pounds and was indestructible. That thing should have to require an open carry permit. It was, it was so well made and so strong I mean, it, and like just so substantial. For people who don't know what this is, it's like... It, it, All it, the it Micronauts was, were so cool. God, what a great toy that It was, was a horse that had this sort of cool... He was a he was a Darth Vader knockoff who was also a centaur and shot rockets from his hands. Yeah, and somehow he combined Boner with the Dan, horse, right? Boner. My God! Oh, and the so horse cool. had those cool wheels on the side of the back, so you could transform it and become like a vehicle. Do you remember that? I feel like I do. I think he was sort of the top of the food pyramid of cool micronauts. Most of them were like little blue guys, the blue and white guys. Yeah, the that little you could stick together, and, but they were amazing. It was like Lego people practically. It was really cool. And they were meant to be, this isn't, I feel like this is before Transformers. Was it? Yes, way before. No, this is way before that. The early Transformers were mostly just big um, Jaegers. Yeah. Right? I mean, or Kaijus. But anyway, they were like just big, like rolling robot toys, Mm -hmm. I think. I could be wrong. I might be misremembering this. but, But let's just say, all we're trying to say here is there was a time, you know, I mean, sometimes there's a Baron Garza. Like I say, a hero. <laughs> well, this keyboard mm-hmm. actually feels like it is well made. It feels like oh, it nice. is meant to be used. It's a nice, you know, when you get like a nice thing that just mm-hmm. has a really good build quality um, to that's it. That's how I feel about getting a leather man. Yeah. Some even more than others, but like this one, le- this kind of leather. Which man one are you liking these days? I don't remember. I mean, I can tell you. Various different ones, but but when you when you hold it in your hand, you're like, ah, oh, this is so well made. I mm-hmm. just like the way like the kind of thing you might buy from a haberdasher. Like you might just enjoy this money clip or this pen knife because of how it feels. It's like it has functionality and usefulness for you, but like it's just also it's just uh, like an uh, uh, something you love having in your life. Yes, and you know like the kind of things you would have on your desk to play with that have heft. And like presence to them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. I want to know that which Leatherman you've got. Me. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'll find out. I have lots I like, but I'll find. Go ahead. I'll add them to notes. So, so keyboard. I, I got keyboard. this thing. It's it seems to be doing well but on it's Amazon. Not a centaur. No, but it is it's very nice. And and so I I need to use it to really know. I'm going to use it for a week. I'll tell you next week how it how it went. But I like it. I like it so far. So we will we will see. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, we'll it's nice. 
And it, I wanted to mention it also has, it comes with a unifying receiver. So if you don't want to use or can't use Bluetooth, you can just plug in the USB-C, I mean the USB, not C, the USB mm-hmm. unifying receiver. Unifying receiver. <laughs> I'm adding Leatherman Wingman multi-tool with spring action pliers and scissors built in the USA stainless steel with nylon sheath to... Okay. Oh, you know what sucks about the keyboard is it's not 10 keyless though. It has, it has the, uh, but all of them do. Yeah. And the other one, uh, this one, this is really cool. Leatherman free. This one's costly. Leatherman free P4 multi-tool with magnetic locking, one hand accessible tools and premium nylon sheath and pocket clip built in the USA. Also in show notes. Dan, where would people find show notes for episode uh, four, eight, five, five of your back to work program? They can go to uh, back to back to work dot limo slash four eight five four eight five. We got there's not there's not a third no. Yep. So I'm seeing I'm only seeing one in the show notes. I'm seeing the um, Leatherman Wingman thing. Sometimes I send it to the wrong thing. Leatherman Wingman multi tool with spring action pliers and scissors USA stainless steel with nylon sheath. You look nice today. That's a good one. That's a good one. What's that? I'm looking at your um the first oh, yeah. one. Yeah, look at the other one. Well, you see the other one. Woof. These things are cool. Any other loops I have to close? Jeez, this is a long show. Um, what else? Look at Baron Carza. Oh my god. That will probably do it. I I really I'm very interested in uh I guess I guess they're not 37 signals anymore now, they're base camp. Base camp. I I've been playing with that Haymail app for one of my secondary accounts and I, yeah. I think i really like it mm. have you played with it Mm-mm. have not touched well, it i worry about i worry about lock-in because i certainly don't want to burn my good email address because i feel like going somewhere else but it's a very interesting approach setting aside the fact jason uh jason snow jason free does a very good video about it that i had to turn off as soon as he said two words that i didn't want to hear dot um, leader close dot technology in box zero and i was like oh jason could we not oh. But anyway, uh, that's, that having said that, Jason Freed, great video, and uh, DHH, cool product. Like, it's weird. Names for things are kind of cute, but it's a very interesting idea. Anyway, if anybody has a thought on that. Am I locked in? Will I be able to get out? This Leatherman, that you? You, this, this one uh, is nice. You should watch the, uh, you know what, I'll find the video for notes. But I It has a built-in any- package opener. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. It does. I, I still, I mean, I've gotten to the point now where I, I have, now that I have an older child and I don't have to worry about this as much, I have utility knives around the house that I just leave open because mm. I'm tired of playing. Mm-hmm. I am tired of playing. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a box. I don't care if you're an envelope. An intruder, I'd probably cry. But I'm just here to tell you, bud, woof, I'm done. I'm done playing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get a, uh, like a uh, cut and open a bagel level injury on my hand. Because of, of your clamshell package? I think not. Well, I, I like good, this. Good I'm hand going, feel. Very I'm, good hand feel. It's, mm-hmm. it's, how heavy is this? And do you keep this on you all the time? Is this like on, no, your, on God, your pocket? No, 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 no. No, I use this a lot at work where I've, I've got things like those really long pliers and stuff, but it's great for just around the office kind of stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> so lame. I have a, I have a kickstand on my Segway and it got loose over time mm-hmm. and so i can just go grab the leather man and go quick 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 close it up what i'm looking quick, for quick, maybe quick. our audience can help with this I can suggest whatever you need i have many leathers men well i found that there are two 
kind of categories for the leathers man. Um, mm-hmm. The first one I would, I would say is the one that like you're talking about here, which I would say is kind of on the larger scale and that mm. maybe more you, deluxe. Yeah. yeah. More deluxe. And maybe it's not in your pocket every day. You don't just put that in your pocket and walk you out the door. It's more like a pocket knife. Well, I'm looking for one that's similar to this, but in the, in a size that is pocketable as an mm. a, a everyday, I hate, I won't say everyday carry because that's horrible, but an everyday kind of thing. What would and, you primarily use it for? Pliers, knife, tweezers? Like what's the thing that you feel like you'd use it most for? The things that I find that I need the most and, and need to have when I least expect it uh, are without a doubt a knife, which is why I always carry a pocket knife always. Uh, but uh, secondarily, a Phillips head screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver, very, very important things to have. But the got other it, Leathermans that I've seen that I've gotten that are that are more pocketable, they're super small, like smaller than a Swiss, like Swiss yeah, Army knife kind of small. I've got one that's like, I don't even know if it has a knife. I've got one that's primarily like a non-knife pocket knife with a, with a built-in carabiner on it. And it's mm. super light. It's one of those ones that has like the tactical, like little holes in the metal to make it even lighter. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. The problem with a pen knife knife, in my experience, is like... I mean, for opening an envelope, I guess, but like very few of them lock. I would not do anything substantial with cutting plastic, for example, Mm -hmm. with a pen knife. But let me um, let me pray on it. Most importantly, though, I really have to go to the bathroom now. Ooh! So let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.